Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the weekly reviews, and welcome back to Anime Casuals. I'm your host, Lucky, and today we're talking about Kotaro Lives Alone exclusively on Netflix. Uh, I guess, unless you want to count any pirating website out there that you may or may not be using. I'm, I'm not here to, to point fingers, but uh, we've all done it. Anyway, uh, so I watched Kotaro Lives Alone. You know, I told the story a little bit, but I was out sitting for a friend. He didn't have any of the major streaming um, networks or anything like that. So I was like, all right, well, let me just go check what Netflix has. I, was, I thought I was going to watch, like, you know, my usual comfort pick, which is, you know, murder, <laughs> murders <laughs> and serial murders, uh, serial killers, you know, uh, and their stories. But then I saw this show and it, it caught my eye. And it caught my eye because of the animation. I watched a little bit of the trailer um, and. I thought what I was what I was going to be watching was going to be an what, do you, what would you say like uh, an episodic uh, sitcom, uh, n- not unlike Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Dragon's Maid. Um, I'm trying to think of what else is like that. There's a couple. Uh, Cromartie High School, I guess, would be another good example of that. Where you know there's an overarching story, but each segment is like a new situation. Well, actually, a uh, good, good example. Um, Way of the House Husband. That's that. That was exactly the comparison I was going for. And you know, we just talked about that. What like? Well, it's it's been at least a month or something like that. So anyway, I start watching it and immediately realize that this is so much different than what I had previously expected. Now there are some. Now there are some like episodic or um. Basically, little skits, I suppose, uh, in in between. <clears throat> excuse me, in between. But one of the things that I noticed right off the bat was how tragic a lot of the stuff was. Right um, behind this cute four-year-old, apparently four-year-old kid, is a tragic backstory of of um, you know of, of death and and. Um, and uh betrayal or you know abandonment that kind of stuff that's as much as i'll get into that but you know when when i first started watching it one of the things that obviously you know i usually start with this is the animation it definitely caught me it's it's very it's a very intriguing animation style um not unlike uh i'm trying to think of some other anime that i've seen Uh, let me let's check out the studio that actually did it um let me see if I can look that up real quick before I. Um, but anyway, I, I end up, you know, I, I really enjoyed uh, the animation style. I, I think because of how um, tragic the undertones were, it re- was a real big contrast with the animation style, right? Kotaro's this very goofy looking well okay i won't say goofy looking because it's kind of mean but you know he, he does have this this very cartoonish look to him not unlike uh boji from King, ranking of kings right so it, it kind of goes on that dynamic a little bit like you don't expect it to go as hard emotionally as it does but it does and that animation style really uh lets it loose so you know, that was the first thing that I, I, I definitely noticed was the animation style. Also, the setting was so interesting, right? Here's a young boy who is four years old, living by himself in, a, in an apartment alone. And ends up, you know, talking to some of the other uh, people at the apartment and 
uh, uh, the complex and, and getting to know them a little, or, you know, giving them offerings, uh, which what was a tissue box or something like that, which uh, by the way, the, all these things are explained either right after they're done or towards the end of the series. Like everything that he does has some deliberation, which I think goes very well with the next part of this, which is, which is, which is, you know, kind of what we're going on here is the story, right? The story is very, very well told. Right here is a four-year-old child who is acting, um, act trying to his best to act like an adult. But there are all these lessons that he still has to learn as he grows up, because as he starts to, um, as he starts to go through life, he's starting to realize that he has the general premise of an idea, the general premise of, um. Uh, you know, of a teaching, but it's different when you're actually, when you've never experienced it before, or when you've never practiced it before. So watching him go through these life lessons was such, uh, such a, a really cool thing to watch. Cause sometimes, you know, you get these kids, a, a great example of this would be Dexter's lab. Not okay. Obviously not anime, but stick with me for a second. So Dexter's lab, all about a kid who I don't know how old he is, but roughly I want to say around Kotaro's age, maybe a little bit older. And boy genius all that kind of stuff that that was kind of what i was expecting more of uh, a skit comedy type angle that they were going to go on and um when i started to see that kotaro even though he acts the way he does it's not all just for cartoonish effect it is literally because he doesn't know any better he only knows what he's watching in tv which is you know i, I know you guys have probably seen the sword that he carries around uh that's to mimic a character on tv not unlike you know myself when I was when I used to watch uh, Power Rangers, right? Like you know, doing the the kicks like Tommy and going like yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, the story does a really good job of telling uh, of um, bringing this young four year old kid to life without without um, making you without unimmersing yourself. You know, obviously four years old, it doesn't exactly look you know doesn't exactly act like a four-year-old, but whatever. Um, that being put aside, you do start to feel empathy, sympathy, you know, any kind of empathy <laughs> uh, towards this child who is doing his best on his own. And then here comes the uh, the other characters in the anime, all of his, uh, the, the people in his complex. Uh, so Kotaro, there's, sorry, there's Kotaro, then there is uh, Shin Karino, who is his next door neighbor. Then there is, um, uh, oh my god, what is, what is crap? Uh, I think it's uh, Mizuki is to the next neighbor beside him. And then Tamoru, uh, who is the downstairs neighbor, who looks like a Yakuza. I, I, I don't think they really went too much into his backstory, but looks like a Yakuza, acts like a Yakuza, but is very uh, warm towards Gotaro for reasons that you'll get into when you actually watch the show. Uh, and all each character had a really good backstory and was really well, uh, well developed. Um, you know, especially, no, actually, I can't say that's a little bit spoiler, of a spoiler, but, um, you know, these characters really do flesh themselves out, um, in one way or another. And with that, it's almost like we're seeing all of this through Kotaro's eyes, right? To, to a certain degree, because this, here's this four year old experiencing life through uh on his own 
without, you know, obviously parents do, one of their jobs is to help filter and help explain what the child is experiencing. Well, he doesn't really have any of that. He doesn't, he doesn't really have a whole lot of that, right? Obviously these, these, these friends and uh, neighbors do their best to uh, try and fill that role, but obviously they're not with him 24 hours a day like a parent would be. So, uh, okay, more, uh, they're, they're not with him as much as a parent would be. So, uh, so yeah, seeing that dynamic being played out was just such a, a refreshing, it was so, it was so refreshing to, to see it from this angle. Um, and so as I started to, as I started to, to, you know, continue to watch this, each, almost every episode had one of those heartbreak moments, you know, they had a, this just, this moment where you start to, you you know you're you're having a good time and then all of a sudden it brings up some traumatic memory and some traumatic you know um feeling in your gut where all of a sudden you were having so much fun before and, and that i think that's one of the best things that this anime does is it um it basically uh averts your expectations so well even if you like you see it coming you don't see it coming that hard you know what i mean um so yeah it was just such a uh it was just such a great uh ride i really enjoyed every part of it uh, i'm trying to think if there's anything else i want to expand upon obviously i mentioned the, the story the the animation the, the the characters um but you know i think one thing that gets overlooked by me a lot whenever i'm doing these reviews is is the heart of an anime the heart of the the anime itself and that's one thing that I really felt in this. I, you feel the the heart behind the um, whoever's writing it, whoever's presenting it, in, in, through the anime, um, and I really, really felt that in this. You know, example would be Naruto, right? Like when you're talking about Naruto, obviously I talk about Naruto a lot. It's just the shonen that I'm most familiar with. When we talk about Naruto, right? One of the things that um, you notice is that obviously the the writer will bring in inspiration from their own life. Uh, hence, Naruto, the last movie, there was this whole thing with a scarf, um, and that was actually like a real uh, like uh, it had some tie to the uh, I think it was Kishimoto or whoever the director was. Um, it, it, it had some type of uh, major prominence for their relationship, so he moved it into that. And I, I don't know what the story of the director is, but it, it was so, it, me and Johnny were kind of joking about it. Uh, we were talking about like, dude, I, w I wonder what the heck this, uh, this dude went through. You know what I mean? Like what, <laughs> what's going on? Or, you know, I, I don't know, man. It really, it really like, it really threw, threw me off how uh, well it was uh, portrayed. But, you know, one of the things that I think is, is really, that I really drew from this. And, and that's another thing is, how clear the moral message is in an in a story because the problem is when the moral is not um, it, when the moral is not explained very well well you don't get anything you, you know that's one of the the best payoffs of a story is getting the moral of the story right because in that moral is something that the 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 um, the writer or director or whatever uh, that through that moral, it's something that they they are talking to you on a personal level, right? Through that, um, and I think that's it's that I think that's why it's important to uh, make a moral clear, but obviously subtle enough to the point where they just don't. It's not like, hey, 
we're all about global warming. And, you know, it's just, it's just, like instead, you know, actually show us the global warming and actually talk about, you know, give us hints. You don't have to like, you have to just throw it at us, you know, because then we start to kind of kind of get really, um, or at least I do. I start to get like, what, what do you think you need to hold my hand through this? fucker <laughs> anyway uh as for my final score of Vitaro lives alone i have to give it a solid four um i i was trying to figure out if i wanted to give it a four a 4.5 it's really hard to because th- that point five is a big jump right it's a humongous jump to to get there it, it would be basically switching between a an eight and a nine Right, like the difference between those are, are a lot, right? The difference between a B and an A. Uh, sorry, but yeah, a B and an A minus, right? Uh, that that's a big difference. Um, that can bring up your whole grade point average. So, you know, uh, but yeah, I thought it was a solid four. Um, I I think that it it had the intrigue and everything, uh, but I will also say that I don't know if it's going to be for everybody, and I still have to look at it as a, from an object- objective standpoint of. How does this compare to other anime who have done this or maybe done it better? Um, but yeah, either way, it was just such a great ride. It's a solid four, at least for me, until I, I try and think about uh, some other things. But either way, let me know what you guys think, because I am—I was enamored with this series. I loved it so much. It is 10 episodes, if you guys have not watched it and you listen to this whole thing. Um, I really do appreciate uh, you you checking out the weekly review. Now let's go into, I just saw a post about Goblin Slayer Season 2, and it's it's got a new visual out. Um, I can't, I don't see a date on it, so that's the only thing. Um, oh, man. Um, I heard, so one of the things that I, the rumors that I heard, although, you know, anime rumors, you can take, dude, anime rumors are rough. Uh, one of the things about anime rumors are, is, uh, like one person says something, all of a sudden, like the, actually, no, that's with any rumor, right? All of a sudden, somebody will take that and they're like, "Oh yeah, that's the truth." And then all of a sudden, like halfway down the line, somebody's like, "No, that's not true." And then uh, you can't figure out who the fuck said the rumor at first. But I had heard that it was coming in, in summer, and I'm really excited to to see that because I think Goblin Slayer is another one of those anime that uh, really show the grittiness of life and. It shows a lot of these, um, what would you say? It shows a lot of uh, the, because, you know, one of the things, one of the premises about Goblin Slayer is nobody takes goblins seriously because they are these low level, I mean, if you even look in video games, right? A lot of times they're the lower level uh, rung of, of, of um, monsters that you fight. But because all because they are underestimated they have this element of surprise that not a lot of other monsters have right if you see a dragon um of course they're going to send the best hero to go take on that dragon and so that's kind of the big premise of the story so uh i really really hope that it does come out in summer and that we don't have to fucking delay this shit like uh, rising of the shield hero has uh speaking of which rising of the shield hero will be out in april uh i forgot what the date was Ah, what was the date? It was April something. I can't remember. I said it on on a casual discussion, I think, or on a weekend talk. Um, gosh, and somebody somebody mentioned here uh, that it you know the, the first season came out three years ago, guys. By the way, just to put that in perspective, that was before the pandemic. That was in 2019. What the hell, man? Oh gosh, man. Uh, it, yeah, it, it does start to make you 
feel a little bit a uh, little bit old. Also, I didn't realize this, but I guess um, I guess my dress up darling. I think that was the last episode of the season. So uh, I don't know, man. I don't I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, I don't know. I, I I right when I started to really in, in start and really enjoying and start embracing my dress up darling, it's like it may or may not be. I'm not too sure. I, I saw somewhere I was like. Uh, episode 11 uh, finale, and I'm like, oh, come on, dude, don't don't do that to me, don't do that to me, guys. Come on, come on, I need more. Um, also, I'm debating on whether or not to to get back into the case study of Vanitas. Um, I've heard that the second season isn't as great as the first season. Um, the first season I thought was okay. It wasn't my favorite out of all the ones that I was watching at the time. Um, I'm still watching How a Realist Hero Rebuilt the Kingdom. That is still really, really good. Michael's not super into that kind of stuff. He kind of needs something to keep keep him going because of the, you know, that's just kind of the way he is. Whereas I, I'm very, I, I don't mind if there if there's a good payoff, then I will wait. Excuse me, I'll wait for it. Right. The problem is there's not always a guarantee that there will be a payoff. So hopefully there is a payoff. Uh, just like how I'm watching Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward on my own right now. Um, I will be honest with you, it's getting a little obscure. So. Whereas, you know, with Platinum Man, I mean, I dropped that shit because I, I had no faith in that, you know. Uh, there, there's there's faith and there's blind trust. Uh, two totally different things, in my opinion. And, uh, yeah, so. Um, oh, what is this? Wait a minute. This is interesting. Uh, hold on. Before we head out here, I, I, I stumbled upon... For the spring 2022 season and future re seasonal releases, Crunchyroll will update our offering on simulcast titles versus uh, by subscription tier. To view new and continuing simulcasts, a premium monthly or annual subscription will be required. With the exception below, we will no longer be offering simulcast episodes one week after the release as an ad-supported free viewing option. For continuing series, ad-supported viewing on any new episodes will not be available in line with the spring season. However, previously published episodes are still available to, for all user types. To introduce our new seasonal simulcast, we'll be offering initial episodes of select titles as a part of a season sampler for free viewing for a limited time. For the spring 2022 season, uh, users can watch the first three episodes of this, these simulcast titles for free with ads. Uh, Spy X Family, A Couple of Cuckoos, Dawn of the Witch, Tomodachi Game, uh, Skeleton Knight in Another World, Shikamori is not just a cutie, The Great Demon Lord is reborn as a typical nobody, Trapped in a Dating Sim, The World of Atomic Games is Tough for Mobs. Cool. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, if if you don't have Crunchyroll, like, a premium account, you know, just mooch off of your friends like I do. I, I, I We're all using Michael's account. It's no big deal. Here, Here's what it is. <laughs> Dude. Michael will be so bad. Uh, but yeah, no, no, no. It, I think it's worth it, um, especially, you know, you get to save. By the way, we're not sponsored by Crunchyroll. I just want to make that very clear. We're not sponsored yet. But um, but yeah, um, with that, right, We when we're, when we're talking about uh, premium subscriptions, right, I think it's very important to be discerning. But if you are an anime fan, I just think Crunchyroll is, is the best place. Uh, it, it, to me, it's the best place. I, I really haven't seen... Too many other apps that um, I haven't seen a lot of other apps that really um, embody that that 
an that anime um culture as much as uh because you know funimation was just so bland man it was just such a bland uh service and um you know i, I there there was you know it's hard to find anything in there you know it's hard to to figure out um what uh sorry it was it was hard to it's kind of hard to figure out like uh like by genre right because the problem is whenever you talk about genre with anime or any, any other medium right a lot of times mediums uh they they go through different uh genres so it's like here's romance slash i don't know uh psychological slash horror but it only happened in one and i'm like you can't you guys can't do that it has to be in uh in multiple ones you can't you can't just say hey this is only romance or this is only slice of life even though people are looking you know if if somebody hears about something through the romance like oh, example hori mia right by the way i don't know if they've done this if they did this or not but i'm just giving you like a kind of a broad example like if you watched Hor if you had heard about hori mia you probably heard that the romance is great. Well, what happens? All of a sudden, it's like, hey, we're just going to put this under slice of life. But I came here for the romance, so I didn't know that. So I'm just going to, you know, um, you know, maybe you don't know the name of the of the the anime or how to spell it. So either way, I, I'm overall, I still think that this merger between Funimation and Crunchyroll needs to be like examined because whenever whenever something buys another thing out. I'm always worried that we are going to be the ones getting screwed because we don't have as many options. And obviously competition is the thing that, you, you know, brings, uh, brings prices down. So I don't know, man, I'm really hoping that they stick true to it, but either way, guys, uh, remember you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at anime casuals with an S real R E A L at gmail.com. I will have a link in the description box down below with that Crunchyroll article talking about the, ad support of viewing and all that kind of stuff um also don't forget i gave kotaro lives alone a uh a four out of five and oh actually really quick before i go i i had another anime in mind for what I, I wanted to do another um i wanted to do another uh another uh anime movie just because i don't have a whole lot of uh a lot of time and i saw one where I swear I saw one, guys. I saw I saw one, and hold on, it will be here. It will be there. Don't you worry, guys. I'm gonna find it. By the way, did you guys see this thing? It's like on Netflix, and it says like Tomb Raider anime. Like, what is that? When is that coming here? And I'm gonna, <laughs> dude. I love Tomb Raider, man. Like, what the fuck? You can't just you can't just threaten me with a good time like that, man. You pieces of shit. I gotta watch. I gotta. I gotta know, man. I gotta know. Hmm, I don't see it right now. Maybe I'll just go ahead and assign it on to... Actually, no, we haven't done the casual discussion yet. So, yeah, watch out for uh, Monday, guys. I'll go ahead and uh, release what my uh, what we're going to talk about on Saturday. Like I said, it's probably going to be another movie because I'm, I'm going to be busy coming back to town and getting acclimated and all that kind of stuff. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.